Thank you, Zoom lady. Yeah. Do you have a nice jingle that gets you started on these? Yeah, she could say something yeah. a little kinder. No, sound I'll make that on my to-do like list. I'll felt come a little up with projected, a nice projection from her voice there. Yeah. <laughs> why, don't they open, why don't they open up with like, hey, <laughs> see you. We are now going to yeah. record. Is that okay? And you know, you're not going to answer back. You just press okay, right? You just press yeah. That sounds way that. more pleasant. Yeah, submit that. The Zoom lady. Yeah, she could say something like, let's start the conversation or. Right? Ooh. Yeah, that sounds so much better. Yeah. You could, yeah, submit that. Create Zoom lady songs like Lunch Lady. <laughs> Man, that's a throwback. Adam Sandler's uh, list is, is albums. Is that what you're referencing there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, oh, we'll man. get there. We'll get there. Let's not let's let's just yeah. tease the audience for us being back here for season two and uh, do a welcome All right, before, guys, the, like... before the drums show up and we start <coughs> uh, Zoom lady riffs here. Yes. All right, guys. So like James said, we are officially back for season two. Uh, I guess in recording, we've got a few episodes banked that will be officially the start of season two. But this for us is the start of recording. Uh, new episodes for this season and yeah we're excited to have you guys back uh i'm here as always with james but today we have a special guest yes is just so today perfect. well the first special guest so we should yeah. uh, call it then a uh, trial it's like a an intern <laughs> or <a> tryout yeah <laughs> i'm just so, i'm just here to he make, might jokes. make it let's yeah. be super honest yeah. See this guy up here? He might be around. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So we got Brandon Wilton joining us today. For those of you guys who don't know who Brandon is, he is the founder and CEO of CrossFit South Bend, where I currently work. He's an OPEX coach and OPEX ambassador and chief dick joke maker. At, mm. uh, yeah. Just yeah. all around, just in general. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing uh, matters. Everything's a joke. All right. We set the table. Yes. It's on. Set the tone. Set the tone. Uh, and a good father. We'll we'll yeah. dot 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 just to kind of sway the <clears throat> sway yeah. the audience back to some. It's got to be that mix. It's got to be that mix of responsibility and yeah, uh, for sure. Oh yeah. Absurd. Otherwise, you're just a, and a mess of a person. And all the absurdity. Yeah, right. So I thought today, so we're going to be discussing disagreements in fitness today. And Brandon and I have discussed this topic many, many, many times. Lots of interesting questions around it. So I thought it would be interesting for the three of us to, um, yeah, have this conversation together. And Brandon, I don't know if you wanted to say anything by way of introduction or anything like that. Mm, introduction? Well, Hi. I mean, just. <laughs> yeah, disagreements in fitness. I mean, we've been around for a long enough time to see plenty of disagreements play out in person and uh, through social media, especially since we've had to kind of run along from no social media, you know, and then start to learn this as we go and jump on different platforms as what I would consider almost too old to, to mess around with it as I'm swiping through TikTok thinking to myself like, Ugh, oh, I got to do I have to learn this? Do I have to learn how to use this? Right. So, um, yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, just, just in general, all of the different ways, not just 
the uh, the arguments that happen, but the different platforms that they happen on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I think this will be a really good conversation to have, not just around <clears throat> specific topics of disagreement in fitness, but just like how best to go about it. How do we, you know, does any disagreement you have with someone need to be a Zoom call? Does it need to be a podcast? Like, can it be a comment on a social media um, platform? Should it be an in-person conversation? Just all these questions around like, <clears throat> if you want to have a good faith discussion with someone like we're trying to do obviously today um, around these things, how best do you go about it? And of course, you know, and of course, not everything can be a podcast. We can't hop on a conversation with everyone for a podcast. Not everyone, not everything can be a 30 minute conversation when you disagree. So just having those kind of discussions around um, how best to go about it and what we should do when it arises, I think are really interesting questions. Yeah, they're also good things to uh, leave people with, right? Some things they can think about as to how they can manage uh, disagreement in their own head and how they can manage uh, disagreement of those that are close to them and around them. And then how they can manage what we perceive to be disagreements in the system or in the collective area, you know, and what to do about it. So if we can get people to leave with how to handle those areas, then I think we've, uh, we've done our jobs. Yeah. As the yeah. knights, the noble knights. The normal mm. nights of fitness, cough. <laughs> <laughs> so since we've got a ton to discuss, uh, I guess I'll start us off just by doing a little bit of um, a little background on our previous episode uh, on disagreement and fitness and just, just some general background on disagreements in general, and then we'll launch into the practical side of things. So last time we were talking about more of the I guess, general or theoretical issues that arise around disagreement. And, you know, like I typically do, I think it's worth always starting with this like brute fact that we all encounter, which is we disagree all the time with each other about a number of things, you know, there's, you know, kind of maybe silly things or what have you about, you know, sports teams and favorite ice cream flavors and stuff like that. But then there's like deep questions, um, especially so in the past, couple of years about what counts as moral, uh, the role of government in society, the best religious orientation to take, if any, uh, the best way to live one's life, how to raise kids. Um, and going back to our liberty discussion, I think this is precisely why in a modern democratic pluralistic society, where we all have different conceptions of what makes a good life, yet we all need to live together and make things work having a government where everyone is entitled, entitled to the maximum liberty possible, compatible with liberty for others, is going to be the best one because we aren't going to agree on, you know, the best way to live. I mean, certain communities of people will obviously agree, but not everyone is going to agree on the best way to um, lead a life. Interesting little philosophical side note. Uh, if you guys are ever interested in new philosophy books and just like little concise summaries of them. Notre Dame Philosophical Reviews does really a uh, good job of that. And I was reading uh, a review on a recent book where they were talking about um, political philosophy. And just so people don't think what I just said there is the way, the light and the truth on the topic, there are other political theorists who argue that no, a, a society should be a collection of people that have a common purpose, a common good that they're aiming for. Um, and it wouldn't necessarily be you know, everyone having different conceptions of the good. So just a little side note there in terms of um, having a different conception of things that 
you know, could be a different way of looking at it. That's, that's a different way of, of thinking about it. Um, yeah. And when, and uh, is that political language? It's, it's philosophy. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it goes back to kind of Aristotelian conceptions and Aquinas and others of like having a common, you know, what's sometimes called telos or purpose. Um, the idea being, you know, before modern political philosophy, which really took as foundational, this notion that we're not all going to agree on stuff yet. We got to figure out how to work together. Um, before that, there were these notions of, well, in a society or community, there's some common good or purpose that's being aimed at that individuals by themselves could not reach without being a, a member of society. Um, and I feel like this somewhat connects, you know, James, with some stuff you've said before. I mean, the joking version of it is OPEX North Korea, but, you know, the, the, the lighter version is, is something like, you know, a, a group of people that have a common maybe fitness purpose or something yeah. like that, where they have a shared end that they're striving for. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just think about the, uh, the, uh, language in there to, uh, to try to come to just a, a language starter from my head on the big overarching problem in the end, you know, would be that to today, you know, I think that a lot of people get into the conversation on agreement or disagreement because it really is a power play. It's, it's a, it's a play for power on the back end to your point, philosophically way back, all things off the table. Yeah. It's to try to come up with these ideas to get to this central, central governance, right? This central government that said, okay, we're, we're all agreeing to have disagreements. We're all agreeing to like try to come up with a way to, to move things forward. And uh, that's why I asked if it was like, if it was a political tone, um, because uh, I just immediately like, my just feelers go off for a power play for individuals to come in and converse on that. Um, which I think will come to our conversation um, of who, who, are, who are in the quote unquote powerful positions today to make fitness statements, right? Um, and let's all recognize those are power plays. Those are coercive plays. Um, said a different way, people think those are influencers, but they're not. They're coercers um, because background, they're not looking for a central great way of doing things. Interesting. When I comment angrily on your post and then don't go back into communication, uh, I'm not, I'm not looking to, uh, I'm not looking to have a conversation about what is best. I'm just looking to discredit you. Yeah. I'm looking or, to, uh, yeah, or, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Like, it could be sure. that yeah. it could be other things, but, uh, yeah, I didn't mean to take it. Uh, I just, I didn't mean to take it that direction, Robbie. It was just no, no, the, okay. the no, thought no. on the, the political language of it, right. If politics enters into it, um, then, uh, you know, then we go down the road of like, well, you know, there's great things around civilization and central government, but sometimes that practice of, oh yeah, we're all doing this for the common good. It didn't end up to the common good for a lot of people because really it was a power play for people, for a few, right? No, absolutely. And it's, it's absolutely a political notion. And um, I think that's kind of where modern political theory starts off as this notion of, yeah, it sounds good in theory to have this 
greater good or telos at which everyone's aiming, but of course not everyone. Like it, it, again, it's just it's just a brute fact of human nature. And unless human nature changes, like we are going to disagree about things. Yeah. And you know, while there are certain shared things we have as Americans or people in you know France have, uh, you know, as French people, where there's some sort of aim, like at the foundation of any modern pluralistic democratic society, you have to accept that people are going to have different conceptions of the good and at very deep and fundamental levels about how to raise kids, what's the purpose of life, and yet we still need to practically get on with one another. And um, yeah, so it's, it's definitely a political notion. Do you believe in immunity? Do you believe in strengthening immunity? Do you believe in having access to and freedom to have as many processed foods as you want and not believing in immunity that protects you against particular things? Yeah. Yeah, goes down it, that road, right? Yeah, like and, we, are we are we dis, are we disagreeing, right? Oh, oh, we are disagreeing, you know, because that's a current one today. That's a huge disagreement, not necessarily in our lane of fitness, but it's a big disagreement. And to Robbie's point, the disagreement is in the wrong area. It just no one wants to have that like public civil discourse of one person up saying, "Well, this is how you reach the strongest immunity," right? Which is a shot, and then you have other ones like, "No, this is how you reach the strongest immunity." It's it, it's the, the purest, let's call it purest, humanist, naturalist version of the sun and the moon, BLGs, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And, but there's no there's no room for that. There's no room for that disagreement based upon it. Yeah, I mean, that's we're, we're, we're all kind of getting the master class in that right now. That's where that that last part of the phrase you know, liberty, maximum liberty possible, compatible with liberty for everyone else. That's exactly where it comes in. What yeah. constitutes harm to others? You know, mm -hmm. to take just a, an example that, you know, we've discussed and everyone's familiar with, um, you know, drunk driving. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that represents, you know, in a lot of ways, uh, very strong evidence for potential harm and lots of evidence for actual harm and therefore we make laws restricting restricting it but precisely the issue there is like what constitutes harm what constitutes self-harm like we were talking about with seatbelts right you know it's it's a good idea to wear a seatbelt that doesn't mean it's the right thing for a government to legislate that people should wear seatbelts right mm -hmm. um you know obviously for kids of course but if you choose to take your life in your own hands and you're not harming anyone else why should there be you know fines or laws regulating that so precisely the issue comes at we are willing to make laws restricting the behavior of others, but only in such cases where the burden of proof is met such that the way someone is engaging in an activity is restricting the liberty for others. That's, that's the tricky part. Yeah. And I think, yeah, the, it's a massively complex tricky part because in order to find measures of it for, you know, the areas that we lie, which would be, you know, concepts of, uh, self-harm somehow coming from sugar, ultra-processed food, and cognitive development for a young person through current social media, right? How do you how do you draw the line between that and self-harm, right? And then how do you draw the line between that and quite possibly dot 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 thousand iterations over causing harm to others? It's like it's a really and because it's so easy to use the seatbelt or or et cetera, it's so easy to use those, but it's really hard to your point, super complex to try to draw the, you know, anyways, this is what we're, what we're, what I'm bringing, what we're all talking about right now is like, you could see how disagreements have to have like a base support 
right? A base support understanding, you know, number one, what are we talking about? What are we actually talking about? What's the language of it? What is the actual thing that we're discussing? And then, you know, how are we going to communicate that? How do we get to a communication? How do we get to a spot where we could like have all hands on deck for input, input and ideas and, you know, et cetera. And I think that's where you come up with these, what you just said, it's really complex. Yeah. But we can't turn our back on the fact that there are, and there used to be institutions and places for people to get together and to have these hard conversations, right? It used to be, but it's not, it's not anymore. So let's not, you know, just shed tears and pour one out for that lost institution. Um, let's come up with ways to strengthen coaches' brains to get inside those hard ones and figure out how they can do it for themselves, you know? Yeah. How to yeah. navigate around disagreement when it comes up. Definitely. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, your uh, expertise on the language of that and background in uh, the philosophical notions of it will get, will get people at least started in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with that, you know, I, I've talked many times about like what philosophy is, different conceptions of that and connected it to different topics that we've discussed, you know, one conception being assumption questioning, one, one, uh, one uh, way of viewing it is asking the deepest questions about certain topics, another conception of it being um, how things hang together in the broadest sense of the term. But in relation to what we're discussing today, um, it wouldn't be terribly far off the mark to describe philosophy as intellectual combat in yeah. a lot of ways and working through series of disagreements. And unlike shouting matches, which often tend to occur in our society today, like one of the things I've found very useful about philosophy is it's very much, you know, there's a reason why logic is taught in philosophy departments. It's because, you know, if you're going to have these discussions, you need to put something up on the board, like this premise, this premise, that conclusion, does it logically follow? If not, okay, we're debating the truth of that premise, like, as opposed to just shouting matches where you're disagreeing with each other, but don't have, you're not making much headway on anything with philosophy, you can actually lay out, okay, what are the things that this person believes? What are the implicit assumptions? What are the premises? What are the conclusions? And how do we, how do we move from there? How do we actually make progress with these things? Yeah. Don't you see this before you go, before you go, Brandon, don't you think this is like a massive parallel to fitness? Like, you know, what you just said there, right. You, you can't, you can't philosophize over this concept, like a disagreement in fitness for one minute. You can't do it in 90 minutes. Do you know what I mean? You you can't, but what do people want? People want the two minute workout, right? That's what fitness wants. Right. So we are like, no, 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 this is an 80 year plan. What, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, and I'm not, I'm not lying. It is the whole thing is, is the whole thing is an expression, right? It's an expression of the love for that learning how to navigate and learning how to do these things more effectively. Right. You know? Um, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's challenging um, to try to figure out, um, yeah, how to get through that. But I just wanted to make note of it. It's very, it's parallel. The problem is, is parallel to the current fitness acceptance and landscape. It's like people want the answer, quote unquote, people want to agree right away, right? We want to find an agreement or we want to show off and virtue signal disagreement right away. There's no patience, right? It's not, you know, I don't want to spend a uh, thousand bucks to uh, fly to Vancouver to listen to Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris talk for two nights. I, I, you know, I don't want to do that. Right. I want to just read an article. 
on someone berating one or the other. And, and I'm, and I'm done. That's it. That's my, that's my agreement on belief and purpose in life. That's where you go. Right. Articles are long form now. You're, you're ready to write an write an article now. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a, that's a conversation for another time. I have my own personal view on that. It's uh it's a, uh, it's just rewiring back the whole blogosphere, which got people into trouble, which was that you just created your own little bubble of talking to the only people that would pay for your information. So that's, that's essentially where Substack and all these groups are going now, virtue signaling, oh, it's going to take a long conversation to get to the answer. Well, that's true, but dot, 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 paywall, you got to pay to get in and listen to the exact same shit we'll just talk to one another about. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Is there really a disagreement in there? No, it's all agreement on your particular concept. So I guess the true, I don't want to go down that road because it's, it's my own, it's my own shit, but uh, that's even tough to come up with uh, a way to do it, you know, and I, I want to fall back on, you know, maybe you, you guys could, you know, help me out with that. What's the, what's the historical reference of debate in fitness? You know, it, when, whenever has there been like, you know, did uh, Jack LaLanne ever get up on stage against someone and be like, this is what I think, right? Why didn't that happen? Oh, because things weren't super important for where fitness, you know, said. oh, well, most people are getting over fat and we got a lot more things to consume. Do you think it's time someone should get up on stage and, you know, and have that conversation? Um, sorry, I'm rambling, but there's no, you know. <laughs> maybe, maybe I just want to make this as nihilist as possible. <laughs> Be like, this is absurd for us to talk about disagreement in fitness. It's never going to occur. No one's ever going to want to do it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Unless it, but. you match the current practices with philosophical conversation. You talked about philosophical combat, Robbie. I can see it right now. There's an app where James challenges me to philosophical combat. And then we meet on a Zoom platform where there are moderators and judges and now this gets live streamed, right? So like matching us up. And now that's the only way you do battle. That's, yeah. that's known that now you're in philosophical combat. And you got to, yeah. on the, and there's, there's no disagreements that you just throw down the gauntlet in the uh, comment section. Yeah, yeah. it also makes me think app. about uh, my daughters um, learning only from me in my home about uh, how they handle internal strife internal disagreements, right? There's, there's not a lot of opportunity for young people today to learn how to actually uh, be criticized or debate or, or like be authentic and say, this is what I think. And to actually softly have someone come back and go, I don't necessarily think that way. I'm listening to you, but I don't think that that way. Do you know what I mean? Our, our entire system is set up you know, and not it's a very generalized statement, but it's just to cajole and like, and helicopter them. It's like, oh, keep going. You're doing well, you know, but I tripped up. Oh, no, you didn't trip up. <laughs> you didn't trip up. You're still moving forward. You see what I'm saying? It's like, so that takes, you know, I'm just, I just thought about it right away as you mentioned that uh, for the opportunity for, you know, I'm not sure if you guys have a background in that, but the, the, the individuals that I listen to that really, you know, hit home uncomfortable points for me that I disagree with are ones that generally have a really good debate background. They, they come to a conversation with all, all ways of going about it. Like they have set, I call it 17 different tools 
to come at you around different ways to think about the topic that you really believe is true. Right. And they hit you 16 times. You're like, Oh my gosh, like that's so painful to hear. So it's not only their tools of debating, but it's like their way of going about changing, you know, your concepts and your ideas, right. Which is a disagreement, right. I disagree with your whole notion. And then they come 16 times at me. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where to go now. Right. So how do we learn this? Where does this come from? Did you guys have an opportunity to get in debate class? It certainly wasn't uh, um, available for me in my upbringing. My sister was, which okay. was a lot of fun growing up. My sister got a, a full ride scholarship on uh, debate and that's all she did wow. for a really long time. So she was, it was uh, really interesting to hear her uh, kind of go back and forth and debate. And she was, she was good at it. Um, yeah. and I was not, so it made childhood, uh, interesting. So, yeah. 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 I mean, my, my mom was a lawyer, uh, and, uh, I mean, I did mock trial as a kid and thought about being a lawyer at one point. And then obviously when I entered philosophy, that was kind of where you learn the ins and outs of how best to go about it and the rules of the game. And I think going back to like, um, a metaphor I used like a couple episodes ago, um, this notion of like, when you step into, like just take, take a sports example, you know, an MMA fighter or an NBA player, like when you step into a certain arena, there are certain rules around how you are to engage. You don't get to just like, um, you know, in the MMA fight before they've started the round, you don't get to just go up and like, you know, choke the guy out or punch him in the face. In an NBA game, you're not allowed to just, punch someone in the face or throw the ball, you know, in the crowd or something like that. So there are certain rules of engagement. Um, actually I saw, have you guys ever heard on, uh, have you ever seen on YouTube? There's a guy named the professor. He's like, yes. a, he's like a white dude who, yeah. Street ball. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, oh, this, yes. okay. Yeah. 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 So this was like a, I know it seems kind of far fetched, but it actually seemed like a decent relation to what we're discussing today, which is, you know, so he's, he's an amazing ball handler oh wait 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 yeah <laughs> when i get the drums i'll just have it ready that up for you, locked up. um but yeah i mean he's got these you know these hecklers who are there at the court and they're saying well you know oh man this guy can't do anything and he just of course he destroys them uh but you know they score points on him and they get one over and he misses sometimes but the point of all this is that there are like rules to how they engage Right, like the the heckler doesn't get to come up and just like <clears throat> run with the ball. He has to dribble it, and he has to, you know, even the professor has to engage by certain rules. He can't like punch the guy in the face. So it's a similar thing with intellectual combat or disagreement. Like if you want to have anything productive go on, um, and not just be screaming at each other, we need to come at it from like premise conclusion format. Can I write up your premises on the board? Can I see that they follow valid modes of, you know, either deduction or inference? Am um, I allowed to question the truth of those premises? All those different things, like there need to be set rules of engagement and I need to be able to volley something over the net and you need to be able to volley back. And if you can't volley back, then James, like you were saying with these people who come at you 17 different ways, then you need to either maybe withhold belief with what you're believing or maybe, you know, decide not to believe something. Yeah. That's why I love, the, I love, that's why I love physical expression, right? Cause physical expression in the physical universe, you, you push systems to such extremes 
that truths are revealed. In the cognitive world, uh, to your point, you have to have rules of the game, right? And in this current technological setting in the cognitive world, I mean, I could give you 13 or 14 different examples where that's all fine and dandy, but the rules suck. The rules suck shit, to be completely honest. I'll give you a most recent one, and I won't go into the story of it, but just research Peter Bogosian and his, uh, um, I don't know if it was firing or resigning from uh, Portland University. Just go do your research on that, right? And you'll see that the rules of the game were in place. You know, everyone kind of agreed upon it. But it, when it comes down to the cultural perspective, that, it, that swims harder and much stronger than these like truths in terms of how you behave yourself. What is heterodox thinking? What is critical? You know, what is the thought process on it? And you, didn't, you don't need for me to go into what the, what the ideas were. I'm just saying that in the cognitive speech world, it's, it's very cloudy to your point, Robbie, of like, what are the rules of the game as to how we're going to do this? There's some professions where it's clearly oriented and it's actually quite admirable. There's a lot of academic institutions that have that in place, right? So Robbie, I'm just gonna make an assumption, but you're like, oh, I proposed this idea. I want to dig into this particular topic. You have mentors who are going to be like, yeah, you're, you're full of shit when you're saying that, you know, they say something back and then you're like, okay, I'll change my tone. And then you present it. Then you get to this peer reviewed group, five people who are like, oh, I think this about your thoughts, you know, how, what are you going to do now? So now you got to do this back and forth and you all come to a agreement based upon what you're, what you're saying there. Right. But in other institutions and in fitness and other areas, there's no rules of the game. My whole point being there in the physical world, that's why we love it. That's why we got to be cautious of, you know, being so inspired of the physical thing, um, but not, you know, not, not forgetting that when that physical thing is stressed really hard, these truths are revealed. And I love the way you gave the professor example there, because inside of that is physical expression, right? To your point, you know, you, you can come up and like, do what you want. We're all under these rules though. And now he like, you know, dekes them out and just makes a fool of them. Right. But just imagine in a, in a, in a, uh, a, a text Twitter conversation forum, try to create rules around that. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's exhausting to think about how you create rules to keep, to keep people like <laughs> in place, you know, in the same place. Uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, there's no, like, the, there's no officiating. I mean, you speak of like when, when you're in sports, there's officiating, there's somebody enforcing the rules and this isn't taught, you know, there's no, um, you know, when you get into this sport, the rules are taught and there's a person there that's going to, uh, you know, to do it or everyone else knows the rules, but this isn't taught. No one knows the rules of engagement of the person that just created the profile to comment on your fitness and philosophy post has anonymity in an audience. And now they just want to they just, they just want to do that. They don't know the rules of engagement. Yeah. Yeah. And th therefore, I, so Robbie, I, so there are, there are officials with the professor and you just said it, uh, Brandon, right? The, the official is the well-accepted rules of the game, right? It's well-accepted, right? And, and, you know, the 80 people on their phones watching that are also in on the rules. That's the thing, right? So even like I've seen some of the videos, someone tries to do some, the person going against them, tries to do quote unquote, some cheating, right. With like hard fouls or whatever. And everyone's like, ah, 
You know, so they're all in agreement. That's like, no, 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 that's not allowed inside of these rules of the game. You've decided to step up against this person and you have to abide by those. But I'm just now taking steps towards fitness, right? Just think about it. How in the world in fitness do we ever get to that point where there's well-accepted, you know, concepts of what that disagreement looks like? You know, to me, it just looks, it's a, it's a continuously, more pessimistic in my brain to think about, uh, you know, us not creating like a, a real better conviction as to what the truths are in fitness beyond our own brains and beyond those that are really close to us. Outside of that, you know, I just don't see a lot of uh, positivity for uh, our point really on communication. What is communication? How is it done? How do we even get to the room where, where these conversations can occur, right? Outside of this podcast or outside of the concept. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely some truth in that. And I, you know, Brandon, I get what you're saying about like having, you know, having someone who officiates absolutely makes a difference and having people being aware of kind of the rules of the game. I, I do, I do think there's a distinction to be made though, um, between there being rules of the game and people recognizing those rules of the game, right? So this is this is mm -hmm. like when people regularly say, you know, I'm sure you've run into this, like, oh, uh, eggs didn't used to be healthy, but now they are. No, 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 no. Eggs have always been healthy. What changed was people thought about whether eggs were healthy or not. Yeah. Similarly, there are just there are valid arguments and there are invalid arguments. That that's just a matter of logic. Like if P then Q, P therefore Q. That is a valid argument form period, whether people recognize it or utilize it or engage with it, that is a valid argument form. We can investigate the truth of different premises. So, you know, when you, when you talk about James in like an academic context, you're, you're absolutely right that there are certain times when people can, you know, either due to mob mentality or what have you, certain political factions getting a hold and trying to oust someone that they don't like, that, that certainly is a feature of uh, academia and other institutions, um, and certainly fitness, but that that does not in any way, shape, or form negate the fact that there are valid modes of inference and deduction. Um, if I look at someone's argument and put it up on the board and put it in premise conclusion form, I can either say that it's not a valid argument, meaning it doesn't have a form that leads to its conclusion, or I can investigate the truth of its premises. Those are just the rules of the game. And that's, that's not something that we just like, oh, we made up like, no, that's, that's, that's just the fact of the matter. So there is a way to push back. That's, that's how intellectual discussions um, proceed and whether that's recognized or not, that's a, you know, that's a sociological matter, right? That's whether certain people tossed them out because they were angry or yeah. wanted to oust someone, but that there are rules of the game when it comes to intellectual discussions. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And I agree that the latter does exist, but I'm just saying in the current cognitive revolution, it's getting less and less. And I'm sure I'm seeing more and more signs of that. That's just how I'm seeing it. Yeah. And it's unfortunate yeah. because, you know, quote unquote, and I could use numerous other ones, as I said, they look like rules exist, right. But in the end it doesn't work out. And so what do you do? And right, it's, it's hard because these people have to be so brave that actually now, depending upon who listens to who, they look like, you know, uh, crazy people, right? And, and, and you come, and, and that's why I put down, as you were mentioning, Robbie, like the context of the disagreement really matters. Like, what are we talking about? 
what, what is the actual disagreement? And I think, you know, I don't want it to land only on this, but, um, or maybe you guys could, we could lay out some things that we could say, oh, let's just pick them out of the year and say, what's, what's really an important area to discuss and disagree on. And then what is actually, we're just calling disagreement, but we're only doing it because it's like a waste of time. This is because, oh, look at me, I'm disagreeing, you know? <laughs> and people don't see that they do that all the time, right? And they're like, oh, disagreement, oh, disagreement. And it's like, but what, what are you disagreeing on? I'm not sure, I just wanna disagree. But when it comes down to a particular topic, right? Uh, creation, evolution, right? It's like, okay, <laughs> now it's, now it's I, I, I don't know. Do you guys wanna offer some other ones? That is like some clear disagreeing ideas that probably have some oomph to them, I'm saying. And then let's talk about like what, you know, I guess I'm creating value on what is, what's reasonable to argue over that you're actually going to get anywhere with that makes sense to most people that, you know, I would say things like origin, meaning, morality, faith. Those would be four really heavy ones that would be awesome to, to, to disagree on. Right. Robbie, you and I have, done that back and forth numerous ways indirectly, right? Especially on the morality or, or uh, uh, meaning concept, right? I don't know. Uh, I've got a couple ideas, but B, you got any that you can think of off the top of your head? Mm, as far as like large topic oppo yeah, just, oppositions? Yeah, just the big buckets that we just want to throw yeah. up on the wall. That's like, yeah, you know, I think most would like, agree that that's some great conversation, you know, of, of disagreement in there. And then what I was trying to come up with is this ordering sequence of stuff that's, you know, to most people is super lower order disagreements that are occurring, right? Like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to propose any lower order ones. I don't want to make anyone, anyone mad, but yeah. uh, how about, how about vegetable oils versus, um, you know, naturally derived oils and, uh, Oh, sorry, I went off on that one. No one got me on that. Yeah, one, yeah. Fitness specific or otherwise, right? Like Republican, yeah. Democrat. You know, there's, yeah. there's politics, right? Political views. Yeah, yeah. Socialist society versus liber more. You know, the the more extreme forms would be libertarian on one end, and then yes. more heavily socially concentrated on the uh, yeah the other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I just wanted to mention that because it then, it then does make, and I'm not only doing it for the purpose that all those things below it are like, listen, they're a waste of time. No one really cares about your disagreement. I'm just saying like, it does matter, right? Even outside the room of the disagreements, it does matter uh, what you're actually talking about. You know, what is the context of it? Yeah. Of huge, huge importance. Yeah. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. So a couple other things about disagreement in general, and then I want to kind of launch into, you know, how we best go about dealing with this on a practical level. So in the previous episode, we talked about a number of theoretical issues surrounding the very notion of disagreement. So like, you know, you might wonder philosophically, why is this even a topic of conversation, right? Like so many disagreements don't warrant any philosophical reflection, right? There's, you know, someone who's uneducated about a topic and then someone who's educated, like, that doesn't warrant really much philosophical reflection. But when you have people who are equally knowledgeable, rational, and, and exposed to the same evidence, who then disagree, you know, two major, 
minds and physics or biology or philosophy, you know, how do we account for that? How do, how do we make sense of that? Um, you know, chocolate versus vanilla, Yankees versus Mets, hip hop versus rock. Like we joke with people about those being like, okay, well, this is the right one. But in reality, no one really thinks that there's anything of significance there. But when it comes to objective matters of fact, like whether vaccine is effective or not, and even if it is effective, whether it should be mandated or not, uh, whether evolution is true or creation is true or some combination of the two, uh, whether we should have laws regarding others' behavior, here we can't just say like, you believe what you believe and I believe what I believe, right? There are certain things where we can say that and there are certain things where as a matter of practical fact, we just can't. And um, or there's maybe certain times where we can say that. Is that what you mean? Um, certain times under certain contexts where we can say that. That must be true. I, I let me make a it depends distinction. Depends on the context, right? It depends yeah, let me upon make the a distinction between what you might say, like what you might need to say in polite company to like avoid something, at like mm -hmm. versus like what we would maybe deeply or metaphysically say about the situation, like. Mm -hmm. I've been in certain, you know, I'm sure we've all been in certain conversations before. We're like, I can do the big debate dance with you right now, but I just really don't feel like it. And I know it's not really going to lead anywhere. So yeah, yeah, you believe what you believe. I believe what yeah. I believe. Yeah. But I don't really believe that about the issue. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a really big difference. So like, yeah. just because I'm not going to do the dance in, you know, that particular context doesn't mean I think it's different strokes for different folks about, you know, whether evolution is true. Mm -hmm. So that that's, is that what you're getting at or something different? Yeah, no, no. I was saying the same thing in different ways of just how that kind of seeps in and you don't actually mention those words. You don't actually leave it and be like, we'll just agree to disagree. It's just like we, you both recognize it's not really that important. So we're, you're indirectly agreeing to disagree on something, but the, but the, but the topic is like, eh, eh, you know, Snickers, Oh Henry, eh, you know, right. what's Oh Henry. Oh, see, we, we disagree. <laughs> exactly. But you don't have the confidence to understand O'Henry. So I, it's like, <laughs> I guess that that's where it becomes, it's like, if it's humorous, we're okay with it. If it's like, you know, I'm trying to get out of the conversation or there's a hard black and white, then stick with it. No, I mean, that's, that, that's like in switching, you know, obviously I still love philosophical discussion and that's one of the things like I enjoy on, on these calls, but like one of my favorite things about switching from philosophy to what I currently do is that like not everything needs to be an immediate source of intellectual combat right like I'm in the I'm in the meeting sometimes with people and you know they'll bring up a topic about uh you know it, it's rare these days but like evolution not being true and you know what I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hammer home on that one in that context right there but that isn't a, something I believe different strokes for different folks just just because practically I'll leave it at that at the moment yeah doesn't mean I believe that in any way, yeah. shape or form. So that's what I was. Pick, yeah. Yeah. Pick that's and choose I, your battles where, yeah. yeah, that's it. That's what I was. That's what I was kind of mentioning is that it, yeah. it kind of just exists. It's not spoken, but it does exist lots of times, you know? So, oh yeah, absolutely. How important is it for right now? Right. How important is it for right now for this, this context of it? Right. Yeah. yeah. How many arguments have we had? I mean, to the other thing, you know, you in a consult where it's not important to have that conversation because it's not, not, it's just not relevant to what you're trying to accomplish there versus, you know, us four in our meeting um, where we bring up something that has a huge bearing on all four of us. We've had plenty of an argument on, on that. And those are worth, worth having, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. before you finish there, Robbie, I think this, 
I was just thinking that if we get into the coaches lens now, I think this is where I really hit the hammer hard, probably because I'm older, probably because I just hate absurdity, new word, and probably just because I hate mediocrity. I, I, I really like, I guess, this idea of not agreeing to disagree with clients when they're either their competency is low or their willingness is not there to stretch their main, their brain on what could be. And I, 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 I really am a hard ass for that where it's like, yeah, you know, they're like, yeah, but James, they think this, it's like, <laughs> so, so what is happening there? You are having a disagreement with them on something and you can't leave the room agreeing to disagree, which is basically this. It's not always this, but it's like, well, the client thinks they're going to get all their woes taken care of with the 12 week program in this high intensity thing, three times a week with a low carb diet. Right. And you're allowing them to leave. And I am teaching coaches to be like, no, 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 you don't agree to disagree there on the concept of intentions. What I hit hard on is like, sure, you can still allow them to go out and do that. That's all good. Not without mentioning, Hey, I completely disagree with your intentions and what you think you're getting out of this. Now you don't say it in those words. So I just want to make no, that's what I heard in there that I try to, Robbie, you just, you know, made me think about that. I'm constantly hitting that hard. No, we're not going to agree to disagree on this. I want to like, I want us to struggle with this, right. And have a disagreement on where we should go and what we should do and how we go about doing it. Right. And then I want us to get to a point of understanding uh, why we're doing it why would be, you know, the, et cetera, the, the, the journey you go on with clients to, to get them to that freedom, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I think Brandon and I would, you know, probably both agree and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, B, but you know, when, when we're in a consult with someone, we definitely will, like, I, I have no qualms about saying like, I believe this, here are the reasons for this, like I'll back it up, um, you know, and saying, Hey, those are not, not the right intentions. Of course, it doesn't always happen that people end up agreeing to that. And then it's like, well, go try your method and see how it works out for you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not, I'm not saying ontologically, well, what you believe is just on equal footing with, or I should say epistemologically, it's not on equal footing with what I'm saying, but if you're just, you know, not open to that, then yeah, go try what you want to try. See how yeah. it works out for you. Yeah. You know, go be vegan and go try to gain 20 pounds of muscle. Yeah. Or how that, how is that working out for you? Yeah. Like, how is that working out for you? I mean, say... how it goes. Like, how is that working? You know, um, and all of this, both your comment, we should say, just so we all don't think that we're just sitting on an ivory tower somewhere making these comments without actually implementing some care and empathy to clients. Hey, coaches, just telling everyone, we don't come, we don't actually say those words, right? We, we do have empathy and care in our language, but that's basically what we're saying back to people. You know, it's not just the way you heard it come out of our mouth. Like, well, yeah, tough guy. How's it been working out for you? That's not how we say it back. Right. We, we language in a way that actually makes people think, you know, you know, come to think of it. Yeah. That me switching a diet every two months, I guess it hasn't been consistent. Right. And we just, we don't say anything. We just let them fall into the chair and fall into an understanding. Um, I it couldn't go without saying just in case people think that we're uh, just throwing these absurd. Uh, yeah. Pl platitudes. Out. And being okay with losing clients and money, uh, to, you know, stand there and say, um, you know, I'm not going to agree to disagree. I, I 
disagree with the things that you want to do and you can do it. And I'll be here when, when this doesn't turn out that well, but um, if this is such a strong thing for you to do X, Y, or Z, um, you know, either, either we don't need to work with each other or, or we can, and we can see how it goes, but here's yeah. how I think it's going to play out. Yeah. And it's going to cost you three times as much. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because yeah, you disagree, right? yeah. you'll see yeah. three charges at the end of your month. A disagreement <laughs> charge. <laughs> disagreement surcharge. Yeah. Oh, behavioral economics just kind of floated around the, the intentions there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the two last things here before we launch into things are <laughs> OPEX North um, Korea. <laughs> OPEX North Korea. No, no disagreement there. Just unity. You, you remember the? Uh, I mean, I think most people remember this or have seen it. The Apple 1984 Big Brother commercial. Yeah. 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 Just all humming along, and then the lady with the hammer, and yeah. Yeah. Beautiful agreement. Mm -hmm. So two last things here. So one, options for dealing with disagreement. And, and just like I always tried to emphasize, you know, when I was teaching philosophy, there is no such thing as a position that is all benefits and no drawbacks. Doesn't exist. Married, don't get married. Kids, no kids. Travel, don't travel. Name it, you know. But there's there are positions with better or more benefits and fewer drawbacks and that work for a certain context. So option one, different strokes for different folks. The pros of this, less conflict, epistemological humility, saying, well, I just don't know enough. The cons here is it seems to allow irrational, irrationality and dangerous positions to flourish. Objective truth takes a back seat. And again, we are getting a master class in that at the moment. Mm -hmm. Option two is that there's a fact of the matter and people don't recognize that are just wrong. Like it's just, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't care if there are a billion people who think uh, evolution is wrong or 10, you know, it, it can be whatever number you want. Um, that doesn't change the fact that there's an objective truth of the matter. So yeah, here, like, like, sorry to go on, but another one I want just people in health fitness think about is ask the question on this planet, 2021, how many people, if we had a definition for it are truly metabolically flexible, just think about that one, right? Just because 95% of every human probably doesn't have the strength of what we would determine as objective measure of being metabolically flexible. Doesn't mean that your whole notions of, well, this is how people operate. This is how we, this is how we do things to your point of like the majority may have everything like this. And you're like, Oh, well, that's the truth. It's like, no, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not whatsoever. Right. So I just want to seat that in so people can think about what would be the whole different consequences if, 95% of every human on this planet was metabolically flexible, super resilient, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Sorry to pull us off on a tangent, but. No, you're fine. I mean, it's, it's a good example. And I mean, example. it's a good example of how like beliefs and culture are not going to change those facts. There are facts about how well one utilizes glucose, yep. you know, or fat, you know what I mean? Like it, it's not a matter of culture. It doesn't change according to your beliefs. Like there are just objective matters a fact at a cellular level about how well you do this or do not and whether people recognize that or know that like those were truths before we even had biology or chemistry it's just that we have become more aware of those truths at this point so Oof. but if i put the study thing. out that shows from a different perspective then you know yeah or 11 out of 14 that shows that or there's you know uh, current uh, institutions that have four-year degrees in the opposite you know, ideas of what you may think. So, I mean, it's, 
anyways, well, let's not get let's not get drowned in the yeah. Anyways, so here with this view, like objective truth would take a front seat and we can call irrational and dangerous positions what they are, but the cons, we get more conflict and attend sometimes a tendency towards dogmatism, not always, but you know, the, the, the con that can potentially come, come along with, you know, well, this is the way the light and the truth, or this is, you know, this is the way we go about things is, and we, we've talked about this regard to fitness too, um, in kind of the legal realm, right? So one of the reasons why like medicine and law don't don't innovate that much is well, they've got these, you know, bureaucracies and structures, but that's also what makes them professional, right? That's what, you yeah, know, oh, for sure. MD. Yeah. In the end, they got a lot of shit to fix and take care of. So when that system does that over and over, they get really good at fixing shit and taking care of things, but does not make it the righteous path for context outside of what they're just trying to do and take care of. Right. Like exactly. medicine being the healthy authority. Right. No, you're really good at fixing shit. Yes. Yeah. You are not the best actually at determining an ideal for a maximal uh, human life. It's the best at keeping people not sick and not dead when they are in acute situations. Yes. What it's the best. At. And professional. Yes. So professional they are, doctors. Right, exactly. So the last thing to say here that I think will be relevant to our coach discussion is this notion of disagreement, quality versus quantity, right? You know, I, I, I think last episode I used the religion, religion example. The, you know, Christians today on this planet are the minority, even though they are a large proportion, uh, relatively speaking to other religions. Uh, if we look throughout human history, of course, monotheism is a uh, relatively short-lived thing rather, r relative to the extent of, you know, uh, humanity existing. Um, does that quantity, you know, um, fact have any bearing on the truth of, you know, certain religious practices? And then the, the, the other question about quality, right? Does it depend on the quality of those who disagree with us? Again, you could have the entire population of the earth saying uh, evolution is not true, but that doesn't make one single solitary difference to the fact that, you know, evolution is true. And I would rather have 10 evolutionary biologists who think evolution is true rather than, you know, 10 million people saying, well, I don't think you are uneducated thinking it's not. So that's, that's a relevant consideration. Yeah. Um, so with that all being said, let's launch into kind of the practical considerations here with regards to, um, coaching and how we go about disagreeing with each other. Maybe I have the first one listed as like, do we have an obligation to disagree and call out bad ideas? We can, I, I do want to discuss that one, but I feel like the first more general one that is worth, a, worth asking and discussing is if we disagree with someone in the fitness realm, what's the most appropriate way to go about that? Is it just an in-person conversation? Can it be an email thread? Should it ever take place over social media? Like what are what are your guys' thoughts there as far as how that should my, run? My first thought is that whoever you disagree with, you know, although this is metaphorical as the concept, but uh, you have to get together with that person and the public needs to be there live time seeing you guys try to figure things out. Yeah. 
the public, yeah. not other coaches. You don't just talk in a room with other, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you like, ooh, that was a good one, that was a good one, you got him. No, the public needs to go, like, how is this relevant to me? How, yeah. You know, you know, we are going back and forth on, you know, and it needs to be live time in person. So everyone in the audience is like, hmm, that's an interesting point, right? I got that. I got a question, right? I got a question. Ooh, I don't have an answer to that. And then this is, well, I do have an answer to that, right? And this, and, and now at the end of it, it's always this, you know, it's the eggs conversation. Two people get together, you know, scientist and then the, and the artist, right? And we're talking about eggs with regards to health. And then you have 1,500 people who are just humans <laughs> focused on the vital model sit and listen. That's the metaphorical way I think that you're going to come to a way of getting to an answer on just for those 1500 people. What is a, uh, what is a, like a, a finishing, you know, what do we leave this conversation with? And everyone goes, the quality of the egg matters. How often you have them matters. What your background is like, they come to an answer on, you know, what this disagreement was about good or bad, wrong question, wrong question. This is how this is how it goes back down to being important for you. Now, in the end, that might be a disagreement on the original notion, like intelligence squared concept, right? The original notion of like, is pulling out of Afghanistan good? Well, we will come to like an agreement as to who scores 60%, 40% on that at the end of this. But maybe at the end, the whole overarching goal is to get to an agreement on how these 1500 people uh, figure out what eggs are and how they, how they mix in their life. You know, how does that change when the 1500 people that are there uh, for the public are all your followers? Right. And they're all, they're all behind uh, screen yeah. names. No one, I think that anonymity is a really yeah. important part of, cause Robbie and I've seen that a lot where someone just made the profile and there's no profile pic and I'm anonymous and yeah. There's something there. I mean, their, their argument may still hold some water and be valid, but there's something there that they don't want to, I don't want to put Brandon Wilton yeah, right I there. Preempted. I apologize. I should have preempted by saying this is an open category. So public, it's an open public conversation, you know, and, and we could, I guess, Brandon, you would know better than both Robbie and I would assume like how to like language and market that to get the most open concept thinkers come to 1500, you know what I'm saying? But um, so I guess to keep going on with that storyline, you know, cause it would be literally this way. Um, you know, it would be, you just, you and, and them agreeing, right. The artist and scientist and the concept, of the eggs, you know, just like let's hold hands and let's just go somewhere and end up where 1500 people are just sitting. <laughs> right. And you're just like, Hey, we're going to talk about eggs, good or bad. And everyone's like, okay, you know, and at the end, that's how it, that's how it occurs. Right. <laughs> Followers dropping rapidly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I know you're raising, but you are raising some good modern points, right? Like this is the whole, this is the whole thing. So I don't know. I answered your question, Robbie, any, any retorts on like, how do we, how do we get as close as possible to my, my definition of how we, we yeah. would get to a point of, or so many, I mean, one was, I wanted to ask, like you intend your, your conception, you intend to be the ideal, not the only way to engage in disagreement. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think those, are, I mean, having attended many philosophy colloquia in my day that were, you know, some more highly attended by the public than others, usually more just by philosophy students and, professors, you know, I mean, 
practical considerations, like Brandon said, like, do we, do we jump on the digital train so more, more people can hear us? Do we do on the, do we jump on the time asynchronous train? Like we're doing right now. We're like, we're not going to have 1500 people attend this conversation right now, but you know, some people want to listen to it in their truck and yeah, we lose the live time feedback of that. But even in, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure we can all reference debates that we've been to and stuff like that. You can't ask live time questions as they're discussing, right? Like it's usually after. Mm -hmm. So like all these things are like a series of, I think it's really interesting thinking through the trade-offs of like, it would be ideal to have the public there with you listening, being able to ask questions. But then another question that raises is, does it always have to be topics that the public can understand, right? Like what about more advanced topics in fitness or more advanced topics in nutrition? Mm-hmm. what's the what's the form for disagreeing about that so um i i do think there's a lot that is ideal in that in that conception but i i wonder about like can we make trade-offs you know in terms of again a podcast where like yeah we get this asynchronous us talking them listening and maybe they could submit questions so we lose out on the live time aspect but we're still disseminating the information in a much greater way than we could if we were saying um you know south bend indiana at 2 p.m. you know on a, do you know what I mean yeah so yeah just yeah. just thinking through like the uh, logistics of that are, are kind of my initial thoughts yeah I agree with the trade-offs example it's a great one Thomas Sowell comes to mind in terms of that for a, a base support principle thinking for that so I appreciate that notion again um but I was just trying to you know I could I could have simply answered with the reduced aspect is like well just say something and just let it let it let it go where it may you know, that's, that's the, that's the current option, in my opinion, for a lot of people. Um, it's just, and, and that's what I hold, you know, that's my biases, I guess, um, where it's like, I, I know how tiring it is to try to find the right situation, the right environment, the right game, the right, you know, conversation. It's just exhausting. It is, it, it aged me like very quickly over a period of six, seven, eight years in different ways to try to all get to everyone in that room to have conversations that are really difficult to come to an agreement, right? So what do you end up doing? I end up sitting on my fucking couch, talking on my phone uh, and just putting it out there and being like, you know what? You can fucking do whatever you want with that principle or idea, right? But the notion coming in is I start every conversation with, I completely disagree with this notion, snatch and clean and jerk to live long and prosper. And I'm going to think this is my ideas. You can fucking do whatever you want with it. So on that, is that really effective? I don't think it is, right? I don't think it is. So uh, that's what I, that's where I could have went to answer your question on, well, just, you know, make sure you're, you're convicted and you're agreement in your head and then just spit it out. And then that's just, that's, that's where it is. Or the other end would be try to create some control around to your point. It's like egg 2.0, egg 3.0, egg 4.0 and get it, you know, the right environment, the right two lines of thinking, and then hopefully everyone leaves with this autonomic, you know, autonomous, autonomous concept of like what we do about eggs in my life, right? And they got to that because there was a quote unquote disagreement about the egg, right? What's, if I called out every bad idea that I hear or see on the internet or even in person, I don't think I'd get anything done. So like what ideas, how do you pick and choose your battles there? What's your value proposition of what you have to gain and lose, um, you know, for, uh, for disagreeing with people? 
Yeah, it's uh, that goes back to your, my initial initial question and asking Robbie if we're going to go that direction. But it's that's where politics come in. You know, where you know how are you viewed in your environment? Um, what is the optics around what you're looking to do? Uh, what's your uh, competence level? What are your cognitive repertoires? How old are you? What's your experience? What 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 job are we talking about here? You know, how important is it? You know, the timing aspect that we discussed. All those things go into you know, the criticizing bad ideas concept, where do you sit in it? You know, how is it, how does it benefit you? You know, so I don't have a, I don't have a quick answer on that one, but I think it, you know, if the principle would be, it depends upon who you are, you know, depends upon who you are and where you are and uh, where you are on your journey for coaching and, and what you would like to do. Um, uh, and we could get into more, I guess, uh, you know, emotional aspects of it, right? Does that concept of criticizing bad ideas uh, fulfill you? And does it lead to a greater good, you know, greater good of like more critical thinking and et cetera? Or are you doing it because it's dramatic and sensational and it makes you feel good just to like put your middle finger up and not do anything about it, right? Because it's very capable that anyone can do that today, right? Now you could just go on your phone and and throw something down and have an anonymous account or et cetera. Right. But you know, who am I to say that that's not fulfilling? That could be very fulfilling for people because it's just a, it's just dramatic and, and uh, pleasurable, you know? So it, I guess it largely depends upon where you are, where you're coming from. And <laughs> let's not forget where does the disagreement in different aspects of fitness actually fit in the higher order sequence of the deep meaning of stuff. Right. I, I don't want to discount that. I don't want to keep coming back to it, but I want to discount it, right? Let's, let's be super honest, right? Is the polyunsaturated fat and conversions like super important? You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, I guess, I guess it depends upon who you are. Are you a scientist that has, you know, uh, 20 year degree, 20 years of research in this, or are you just someone peddling, you know, the, uh, the science that you cherry picked on how it's going to lead to inflammation and kill people in 10 years, you know, like, it's like, well, Sorry to go off on that one, but I just got caught on people being happy, being an anonymous troll. Reminds me of John Gabriel's greater internet dickwad theory. Uh, you take a normal person and give them anonymity in an audience equals total dickwad, right? <laughs> yeah, the anonymity just uh, increases the, yeah, definitely. Power. Yeah. I mean, I guess to go back to that point, I mean, I, when I think about, you know, certain examples of disagreements in fitness that obviously I think were kind of central to the movement that you started, James, I mean, there, you know, there's, there's obviously, you know, there's the never ending ones like high bar versus low bar back squat and all, all these different, like, yeah, we can have discussions around it, but, but things that actually make a difference and are perhaps worth disagreeing about, like, you know, intensity versus volume. I forget when it was, I think it was earlier this year, but like, you know, you sending that thing to Chris Spieler about, you know, <laughs> intensity is not the most important variable. It's, it's volume. And I think, you know, when we, you know, Brandon to your question of like, when do we start to disagree about these things? You know, one potential principle could, that could be used is the notion of like harm, right? So when we talk about, you know, not snatching and clean and jerking for longevity and, not focusing on intensity for health and longevity and maybe focusing more on the individual model as opposed to the group model for health and longevity. Like when we, when we're talking about like 
harm that may become someone as a result of doing, you know, tons of muscle ups or handstand pushups or incorrect kipping pull-ups or what have you. Um, there's somewhat of a principle there of, yeah, I, I can't call out every single bad idea I see, but what about the ones where like, this is probably going to cause pretty decent long-term harm to someone if they are messing around with that. And that, that may be worth kind of, uh, standing up against perhaps. Yep. Or yeah, for sure. Harm to the largest audience as well, too. I mean, Chris Beeler doesn't have a small audience. If it were somebody with two followers that was putting out the same message, is it is it as worthy to put that argument out as it were to save possibly the 15, I don't know how many followers he has, but to, to save or to put that thought in their heads, yeah. you know? I, I would put it to, uh, I, I think I was talking to you, Robbie, and I was like, well, um, you know, you, that you don't see people in, in uh, UFC fighting outside of the ranks. Like you don't see, uh, you know, anyone, any UFC fighter fighting a YouTube star, but that's wrong now, I guess. So, you know. But even when it happens, there are officially sanctioned rules, right? There's still, yeah. still rules of engagement of yeah. like Jake Paul, he's, they are in a boxing match. They're not in an MMA match. Yeah. And the guy, you know, the guy can't, take them down or knee, you know? So, I mean, going back to this notion of like, when we disagree with people, there have to be certain, I don't know, rules of engagement or standards about which we uh, agree, um, you know, that that is important there. Um, I guess related to that point, do you guys have any thoughts one way or the other on like, does how we disagree with one another depend on who is disagreeing with whom? So, you know, obviously, James, give me a different term besides fitness influencer, because I know you're going to hate it if I call you a fitness influencer, but like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fit, fit, fitness luminary, like Chris Beeler, you know, James, you know, I mean, like coach, coach of coaches, mm-hmm. you know, does it matter if it's that type thing? Is it, you know, you know, Brandon and I having discussion, that's, that's one level of coach talking to another coach, coach versus client, client to client. Like, let's say in all of those situations, we minimize the variables and say, we're debating about the exact same thing, whether it's seed oils or should you be doing kipping pull-ups or what have you. Do you think the person who you're debating with has a role to play in how the disagreement goes about? Yeah, for sure. Um, I was just thinking about, um, as you were asking, um, I think it still heavily lies on everyone coming to an agreement around where this topic of disagreement fits into the overall hierarchy of things like what really matters and everyone agreeing before they even come into that room regardless of the luminaries right like you know does this really matter and that's where i'm kind of getting stuck of like even thinking about getting into the room with someone else on the other side uh without like immediately going to like are we really discussing like group versus individual like i can't even i can't even I can't even enter into that. So I, to answer your question, yes, it does matter because I do believe that there has to be, you know, experience, uh, the person also, which I, you know, unfortunately unfold all the time. I've fucked a lot of people up, you know, trying things and practicing. So it's not like I've only seen it one way. I've like really tried another way as an example to some humans (laughs) joints, uh, not really working out. Um, so I think, yeah, the, the background, the experience, and uh, there could be other things, Robbie, but that has a big part to play to, you know, who comes into the room. But everyone in, in the room, it's, it also has to be aware of what the intentions are, right? What it, and this is where it comes into the influencer versus coercion, right? Like my 
my overarching, I would hope anyways, energy coming into the room for any form of disagreement with someone else would be for those people to leave with better thoughts, right? Better, like better ways to strategize on thinking about how to go about this whole thing, right? It's not to set them up to purchase my, my shit, or it's not to set them up to get them into my gyms or to buy my template, right? So that has to be cleared, which I love when people step up example and argument and they say, listen, this is my bias, right? I believe in evolution. And I believe that this is not necessary in today's society. And then they get into it. You, they're at least saying, this is my intentions. You need to know what my intentions are. My intentions are for all of us to come to an agreement on the end of like, what is strategies for good thinking? What is strategies to get you out of trouble? You know, what does maximal human potential and the 15,000 workout actually mean? You know, like I want people leaving with, with those ideas that they can't turn their back on. They can't say that they didn't learn. Um, and then it kind of, as you can see, it kind of squashes everything inside of the intentions of the other person, which could be good intentions, right? They could, they could have positive intentions of really thinking, I'm going to make people healthier, anti-sugar, you know, anti-lobbying of sugar. Uh, you know, this is where it wins is just movements, virtuosity, blah, 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 blah. You know, they, they just say all these things, but they really think their intentions are the same as mine. Do you see that? So that's where, you know, coming into the room, I would just say that you got to have clear intentions and uh, let's not forget that. Let's really recognize before we talk, does this really matter? You know, it, does it really matter in the hierarchy of things? Okay. It's like middle hanging fruit. Okay, cool. I do agree with you on that. Now let's get to it. Yeah. Good luck on having people expose their true intentions uh, prior to the discussion as well too like but i know, think that's a lack of competency not malevolence yeah yeah i think it, a lot of people uh just whatever they they do they do have good intentions and we know this yeah. to be true from how they live their lives and and other things that go on in their actions right but we're like i can't believe dude you actually think that right you say this to yourself while you sit down right and then you meet with them and talk it out right? If for hours and hours, like I've done with you, for example, right? And it's like, and at the end, you're like, fuck, yeah, fuck. <laughs> you know, but what did it I take? Really, it took uh, talking it out, right? Like, yeah, so you saw that person leave. And then you notice this, and you notice this, right? It's like, yeah, gosh, and now you got to go back to your language, and you got to go back to like how you're thinking about your language, right? And then you just see that uh, you had good intentions, but the way you went about trying to express it to other people or communicate it was, was uh, from another, from doctrine, really, from doctrine that you just wanted yeah. to jump on. I, I apologize for using you specifically on that. I just meant that. Oh, no, that's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. 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 Just imagining the influencer who's selling the butt program, just being like, I thought this butt program was going to change everyone's life, you know, just, just having a moment, a breakdown. Mm -hmm. changing all of their butt related products. That's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, Robbie. Cause this is it, right? And this is my point. I don't even want to get into a room. I don't want to get into the room and even discuss that. Cause listen, before I even get into the room, I'm like, first of all, where does hip extensions off a bench with a heavy load really matter in our life right now? That's, that's how I come into it. I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing here? What am I doing here? And then I get inside 
and I can't communicate. So it's my issue. I can't communicate to connect to people's brains. This movement you're doing is the stupidest movement for function forever. How other way do I tell you? Like, I don't know. I don't know how to rewind this around. Oh, you want me to cherry pick, <laughs> you know, scientific evidence? Sure, I'll do that, right? I'll pull that one out, right? Um, oh, I'll make you try to realize what good patterns are and picking shit up off the ground is more primal than lying on your back and trying to <laughs> pick trying up to stuff off the ground with your butt. Pounds. <laughs> I'm just trying to come up with a humorous <laughs> method of like lying in bed, you know, humping your hips up and down as being functional. I don't know what. You guys can take that and roll with it, whatever way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit. Sorry. Yeah. Jeez. I, I, I mean, I've got the per I've got the perfect social media tagline for this one. Uh, James doesn't want to talk about butt stuff. <laughs> hey, butt, butt stuff is the name of a program, by the way. Don't get your mind out of the gutter. Like that I actually know. is the name of a fitness program. Oh, dude. I know. I, I seep in there. I seep into the madness. I see what's going on. Nothing has changed. Dips his toes every now and then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's gas on top of it, in my opinion. So is, is fitness and philosophy now the governing body for fitness and health related combat? Are people drinking in a bar or while people meet in an octagon watching beautifully structured philosophical combat about fitness and health now? Yes. Yeah, like I'm high-fiving. I mean, we think that. I'm going to be yeah. the Herb Dean of uh, oh. the UFC referee. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. be the Herb Dean of. You could be the Dana White. Yeah. Well, you do open up a good, uh, an interesting point on, you know, maybe, maybe the future does hold if it's philosophy or if it's in a disagreement, a subset, um, you know, and I'm laughing as I even come up with this notion, cause it's not going to happen. Um, you know, set it up where it's not like a hoodwink, you know, it's not a hoodwink mechanism. Brandon, you see that one's coming back into play again, um, mm -hmm. where I get to get to uh, disagree with someone else on their perspective of, of, you know, a particular topic, you know, eggs, intensity and fitness, et cetera. But as I'm saying that no one's gonna, no one's gonna, uh, uh, set up that. Yeah. No one's up for that. Uh, no one is, uh, and you know, for, for good reasons, right. They got a lot of things to take care of. They got to put food on their kid's table. So you know, their world could get crumbled by five minutes of my uh, back and forth with them. And, you know, even if I don't per se win in it, it just may not work for them. So anyways. B, did you have any thoughts one way or the other on kind of who, who the inter interlocutors are? Like, you know, does, does that uh, coach versus coach or fitness luminary, did you have any thoughts one way or the other on whether that makes a difference? Um, I think it depends. I, again, I, I agree with James on, on the intention, like a, a client's intentions and a coach's intentions and a fitness influencer's intentions. I think as long as uh, we understand the rules and we understand uh, the intentions of the person coming in and what the actual discussion is even about, you know, I think it's, you get these broad discussions around things, but um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's all fair game, right. But understanding picking your battles as well too. You know, if I, if I DM a fitness influencer with uh, 10 million followers, I'm, I'm not going to get anywhere, you know, but I, I, and I, th I don't think it should stop you from picking that battle though. Yeah. But I mean, it just goes into the Netherland, right? It doesn't even, you don't, you don't get anything from it. And to your point, like I have 20,000 followers on Instagram and there's other people who do 
I would call it nefarious things in fitness that are intention that have 3 million things. So my voice doesn't matter depending upon the context of how you look at it. Right. Like, so I take the coach's lens. I'm, ask, I'm answering Brandon's question here, Robbie, although you asked him for it, for the coach lens, I'm taking the coach lens. It's like, it really does come down to what are your capabilities as a coach? Like, you know, do you know how to, do you know how to figure out things, right? Do you know how to figure out what is true? You know, have you ever had experiences in your life where you had to learn something and figure it out and go searching down these multiple different roads, you know? And if you haven't had numerous experiences in that in your life, there's no way you're going to have success in trying to come up with uh, a resolution to this disagreement between high bar and low bar. You won't even have the skills to navigate that, that thing. You know what you're going to do? You're going to take a weekend course, right? Um, and then for seven weeks later, it's like, oh, you know, bar up here and this is the position and this is the reason why you're drawing shit on the board, right? And weightlifting with everyone. And then you're going to take another course and be like, oh, and then you got to switch it up. And now, the, well, the bar is lower now, a little while. And the whole time you couldn't even recognize, you didn't have the skills to like figure out what the truth is to give to your people, Right. You know, and you could have done this. And this is where people argue all the time. It's like, no, 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 no. You know, this doesn't happen all the case. Fuck it does. Right. But this is what you do. You come out of the high bar and this is the opposite person, right? The utopic model where the person has learned how to like uh, disagree and debate and come up with these things that are truths and fitness. And they go into the high bar and they ask some tough questions. Right. And they recognize, okay, they have different intentions. They want to teach this because it's most effective for weightlifting. This is good for these, you know, uh, front rack positions of flexibility. Yeah, all the things are like, okay, good. But they leave the weekend with like, now, how do I apply this, right? How do I apply this? And this is where you go first. What the fuck are we doing squatting with load? That's the, fir that's the first thing you come back to. You sit on your couch and go, why? Okay, some, some people get that. Okay, now next, where do I do it? You know, uh, people don't have a shoulder, you know, it's like, then you start individualizing it based on what you just learned for your people. So that's how I came up with like an answer to the high bar, low bar. It was answered with, it depends. It depends on what you're doing, why you squat with load, who this is for, what the fucking reason is for it. What is this piece of metal with all these things on the outside? Like that's how you answer it. So I think the, the coaches intellect fitness intelligence, emotional um, intelligence, um, experience, and their ability, their ability to decipher, right, between these differing opinions, but then sit back and contemplate and think about it and be like, well, principally, how does that work, right? What are the principles of that whole thing? So you don't just jump into piling on in different areas and end up being you know, just following three people who are just saying this reductionist version of these answers, right? Uh, for, for what fitness is. Um, and that can be super threatening to people, right? Would you guys agree? Like, I mean, to, to say, oh, no, 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 you need to have an open mind. And it depends in a lot of situations. Like, but I, but I need to have an answer. Like, I won't have clients and I'll be missing out on all these new things if I don't have an answer. It's like, no. Actually, you just don't have the skills in the communication to clients based upon that, right? They could still have trust in you, right? But you're coming at it authentically, you know, um, with, 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 with answering it like this. 
not real sure, but this is what I think is best principle of how we do this, right? You don't have a lot of experience in squatting. So doesn't it make sense that we just learn the movement really well? And then they're like, yeah, I guess. Do you see that? But they wanted to agree to disagree on, let's just say high bar is the best and get over with it. Right? It's like, well, no, I'm not doing that. I've dropped back to principles and I actually didn't know the answer if high bar or low bar is going to be better for you, but we landed on this agreement of principle, right? So high bar or low bar, James? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, conversation for another time. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we could, yeah, it, it's just because it, it's uh, apropos for what we discussed yesterday for the gym's call. We actually had that conversation, not particularly, but where does loaded squatting fit? And this is not to take us off in a different angle, but we had lots of disagreement on what is the truest generalized maximal expression of the squat pattern. Um, and I just, you know, argued for 45 minutes straight and then we all talked, but about the uh, evolutionary and growth and developmental process of the squat being done for purposes of gathering things at a lower center of mass and staying in that position. And nowhere in our like repertoire skills we've gained for our lifetime, did it ever make sense to pick a fucking heavy rock off the top of something and hold onto it, lower it under tempo with a pack spine, stand up like, you know, philosophically that makes no sense so see my point is like high bar or low bar well there actually is a huge uh agreement and disagreement inside of that um and so maybe another time and it's almost kind of cons considering what i mentioned earlier is that um, my hope is with this fip over time uh robbie won't allow me to just end up just in a corner talking to myself or writing shit on my window um <laughs> oh yeah it's gonna be like uh john nash from a beautiful mind yeah that's it's just all that's what i'm hoping you're gonna you're gonna you, that's why i'm still here it's kind of like my own rehab is, is just to be here so you're like no 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 james don't don't walk away from the from the argument don't just get in your corner and believe that those are the truths i think you i think you need to stay with it and philosophize on this a little longer I'm just imagining all whiteboard walls, ceilings, and everything says 12 yeah. autonomy, like oh, yeah. all the, these numbers yeah. and <laughs> mind maps of words, bigger words, smaller words, you know. Yeah, sustainability. Intensity, yeah. volume. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that you were hinting at, James, that kind of gets us into our next question is, um, you know, what, what are the ways in which dis in disagreement and fitness can be either beneficial or detrimental? I think one thing that you highlighted that may be relevant here is, <clears throat> and correct me if this is wrong, but, you know, maybe we could say something like a lot of times fitness is very my mired in these more minor, you know, high bar versus low bar, Olympic lifting versus powerlifting, you know, uh, I don't know. There, there are a bajillion that we could all just list out, yeah. but without doing much thought about like the philosophy behind them or, or the deeper foundations of like the framework, right? Like, yeah. so, you know, just like you were saying with like, well, high bar or low bar, but like, why, why is one even squatting in the first place? And how did it come to be that we have a loaded bar on our back and how did we engage in these practices? So, you know, based on what we're talking about now and what you're saying, I think one of the, I personally think, and I suspect you guys would agree, one of the ways in which disagreement can be beneficial in fitness isn't necessarily 
at the level of high bar, low bar, although maybe there are interesting conversations to have there, but it can be at the level of like frameworks and fitness and different uh, foundational assumptions or principles of how we even go about fitness, because a lot of those haven't been exposed and or questioned until more recently. Like, why do we even do this in the first place? And if we do, what's the best way to go about it? So I think that's a way in which disagreement and fitness can be um, beneficial. Yeah, of course, I agree with that um, notion. But I would also say on the back end of it that um, I just, in my 25 years, I don't see uh, with the way people communicate and the mediums of communication today, I don't see that concept getting better. I don't see it getting broader and, and longer and et cetera. I, I see uh, just it reducing down to the 30 second bits of pleasure and answers. That's the answer. I don't, I don't see it going the opposite direction for things that we hold to be really, you know, uh, interesting and challenging, you know, concepts. That's why I always keep pessimistically thinking it's going to end up in a Gattaca approach where people who are willing to like discover responsibility around physical navigation and autonomy and stuff and who dot, 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 unfortunately came back to our points before of like accessibility and economy and money, and they have access to that. That's the only people that will be just be talking amongst one another of challenging topics on high bar and low bar. Um, why? Because it's a, it's a, it's the only opportunity for a space to have that discussion um, where I just don't see it happening, you know, outside of maybe our just little areas, you know, but I'm talking general for the whole, for big movements and impact, you know, for that. I mean, but we do our part, right? We, we're doing our part, I think. Yeah, I mean, maybe, I mean, I, I feel like, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, the sense I get, you know, OPEX, let's just take an example. OPEX um, has increased the number of coaches that are, you know, applying and going through the program and opening gyms and uh, th things of that nature. And I mean, you know, that isn't indicative of everything, of course, but I mean, there there is some movement towards that. Would you agree like that, that or no? Uh, no. Uh, you know, it just depends upon defining success, right? I mean, we have, yeah, we have a, you know, a continual increasing number of people who've gone through CCP, right? But that, that can't be the definition of success. Um, we also are not, you know, under scale, uh, improving our gym numbers every month, they're in, they're out for the next, you know, eight years. It's not, it's actually like staying level or actually going down. So, you know, it's a, I'm not saying there's no positivity in like having more minds out there who might do, but I don't have any control over what those people who finish CCP and do with any of those principles, right? I don't, I don't have any, not that I want to have control, but I don't have any control over what they do with that. So we're making assumptions to think that they're actually making an impact or implementing those principles or having the hard conversations. So if our system is not a sign of like ultimate success in like the, the golden light of moving towards that, then I can tell you, there's, there's numerous others that uh, are also, let's call it little, little underground uh, groups that are, uh, are having the same struggles. It's because it's overwhelming, right? It's just a, it's a snowball effect of the overwhelming uh, perspective from the client. We got to take the client's perspective. That's it. It's like, it's so fucking confusing, right? It's so fucking confusing. And uh, it's confusing to a number of people who are also in a majority 
uh, have a really hard time, um, you know, critically thinking. You know, that's a, that's a huge statement, but I just do believe it. I believe eight out of 10 of most humans you're going to get come in front of you are not well-versed in really challenging arguments. You know, and if you have eight out of 10, everyone shows up in front of you who are not willing to be like, hey, you know what? I think you doing the, the stupid classes for, you don't say it this way, a stupid class for the past three years is going to lead to your uh, lack of health. You see that? Like, I mean, they, they're not even, they're like, oh, you're a fucking asshole. I'm going down the street. They're not willing to go, oh, interesting. I never, I never thought of it that way. Could you explain more on your notions, right? What, what you mean by that? So I just believe that's what we have now is, is the two out of 10 that will just land in front of us that are just willing to kind of, kind of struggle with those things. Or unfortunately, to continue that story, a lot of people get to the end of their rope, right? They get beat up or hurt or et cetera. And now they need, they need the OPEX concept for a, a remodeling or rehab. Yeah. So it's getting harder and harder to find a willing partner uh, to have discussions Mm -hmm. like like an actual discussion. Um, Yeah. And like you said, the OPEX movement is is definitely in opposition of uh, what is nature, the nature of the, the amount of people out there on social media and what's, what's going out. It is, it's like, it's not as flashy. I mean, there's yeah, only so much you can make broccoli sexy. Yeah, you know? just be just be honest with it. That's what I like. Just be honest, right? I gave you my example. I could give you, you know, so I have 20,000 followers. So uh, OPEX has 60,000 followers, right? So maybe our YouTube videos get, I don't know, 80,000, 8,000 views or whatever, right? Um, there's, there's individuals that more humans follow that get a million views every five days, right? And what are, and what, what's the, what are they promoting, right? They're promoting something that works well for the attention to the audience that they're getting. Right. So you can see that it's, it's not, it's not on poor intentions from OPEX. Right. I mean, but you know, you got to say, well, what is the medium? How do people communicate? What are their thoughts on this? And I think it's just really hard to do the right thing today in fitness. And if it's really hard, most people will not choose it and they don't want to listen to it. And they don't want to follow people who say that, listen, it's up to you pull your pants up, right? Learn how to chew. You know what I mean? It's like people don't want to hear that, which is, which should just make sense. Should just make sense to us. But again, it doesn't end us with like falling flat to saying that there's still no, there's no reason to have disagreements. I think, I think there's, you know, even your, even your point, Robbie, right? You, you, you just, you just asked a question um, and I disagree with it, right? This, this, this is where great agreement and disagreement can occur in fitness. It's like, I, I think, I think you're wrong. Right. Oh, interesting. Well, why don't you explain why you think I'm wrong and then allow the listeners or anyone else to make an answer uh, or, or thought on that, you know? Yeah. Well, I guess with that in mind, allow me to disagree. Cause um, <laughs> I mean, I, I think maybe one of the sources of our disagreement um, sometimes both in, you know, with this point in today, but also in previous episodes is, I don't know that I agree that today, you know, maybe it's a bit worse in terms of like people wanting what's sexy, but like, this is like Socrates, you know what I mean? Like the sophists versus philosophers, like people have always, people always, it's human nature to gravitate towards what's easy. You know, Mm -hmm. Socrates, you know, got the hemlock treatment for telling the truth. Um, 
I think it's it's always in every generation, unless human nature changes, going to be um, a struggle for those who talk about that which is the truth, but boring to get the message out there. I don't, so I don't know that that's a unique feature of today. It's just kind of the nature of what what is. Oh, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing that it's always been there, but I think I'm talking about majority minority there. Um, yeah. I think majority today, it's uh, it's definitely swayed in the uh, in the absurd. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I personally, and I mean, I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Like, I, I do see, again, you know, these things change, and you know, who knows how it's going to swing in the future? And maybe it goes back in the other direction, but like. CrossFit was really ascendant for a long period of time and high intensity, mixed modal functional fitness. And now it's really, you know, it's, it's still there. It's still in the background, but it's kind of uh, gone down a bit. And, you know, at least in our little nook of the world, this notion of um, going back to basic strength principles and basic aerobic training has gained more prominence. Now, of course, it's not what everyone is doing, but I, I, and maybe it's just the bubble that we're in, but I, I feel like at least in some ways there are, there are some movements towards um, those more, um, I guess, higher order virtuous ways of thinking about fitness and how one should go about it. Yep. No, I agree with that. Do you just continue to, you know, to make progress to make, make, I guess, more effective progress? Do you just continue to make the non-sexy arguments and, and just hold that up? Or do you uh, Kurt Russell it in Escape from LA? Do you just shut everything down? And now the only option is everyone has conversations, right? Well, that's what I meant. Like that's, I, yeah. I, I was talking about the Kurt Russell by me being in the corner on my window, right? Like I'm, I'm moving, yeah. I'm moving closer and closer to that. I'm being honest, right? Like, cause I, I, I just recognize that this is great, right? This is great, but I just get so many punches to the reality of a lack of definition of what you just mentioned, progression, right? We, we talk about progression, but I don't see it as progressing. I see it as regression. I see it as a work, I see it as a, a conversation with futility in it. It's like, yeah, let's, let's discuss. Let's discuss what? Nothingness. Oh, well, what the fuck are you doing discussing it, right? Like, so I, I back up from it. And then, and then just see the odd case, right? Oh, principled conversation. Ooh, challenging disagreement with the current, like, you know, I see that. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool, right? But then, but then I, of course, just, we all deal with things differently, right? And so then I'm just mentioning where I see it. Uh, maybe, we're, <laughs> maybe we're agreeing to disagree on our perceptions <laughs> of that, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, but I... Uh, I mean that, I mean, that gets into what we were discussing before. I mean, Brandon and I have obviously been doing this for a certain period of time and you've, you know, have a decent bit more experience with it. So maybe it's, you know, different levels of experience. Yeah, it, it could maybe, be different perspectives. Um, maybe I'm just provocative. Maybe. It's all folly. It's all, <laughs> it's all, it's folly. all, it's all <laughs> just, just. <laughs> sits back in his chair takes a big breath this is none of this matters good luck with that <laughs> yeah It'll just get swallowed up nothing the to change it <laughs> yeah. i think that's what provocative would be though in the definition i'm just like throwing out tropes and just doing nothing about it knowing it will just cause a stir and and uh just cause issues but that's not the case as you know i'm i'm in it i'm in it um yeah i wear the shirt i'm willing to go 100 percent but I'm also very clear as to what the expectations are and how to define 
you know, what true progression is and what impact is. And I know it's difficult. I know I, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I sometimes think about all the really fascinating things that we know about human potential that we're just leaving on the table. We're not even touching. You know, that's, that's what makes me sad. It makes me disappointed to kind of know that there's all these great, wonderful things that we could, everyone could understand and get behind and get, and make it very simple. And it's just left there. It's left there to just a couple of people to talk about. And, uh, and it's really, it's really sad that we don't get, uh, we don't get the opportunity for all those people to experience that unbelievable, you know, challenge of human potential and, and working their way towards it, you know. <laughs> a single, a single tear. Yeah. <laughs> As somebody scoots by in his chair from Wally, just sipping on a milkshake. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there's, there's James just crying. <laughs> um, one question I wanted to ask you guys that I'm actually interested in quite a bit myself because this I know this definitely exists in philosophy and it certainly exists in like physics and biology do you guys see or have you encountered any rational disagreements in fitness and what I mean by that is people who you um you know either fitness luminaries or coaches who you respect you know are well educated you know they are operating in good faith they're not trying to you know come out with the the butt stuff program or what have you um where you disagree with them. You disagree with them about maybe some bigger issue in fitness or about how fitness should be gone about. Um, are there such disagreements in fitness? Have you guys encountered such disagreements? Any, any thoughts there? Man, uh, I'm not, I'm, maybe I'm trying to, you know, maybe I'm unfortunately looking at it as a, a really complex answer, but I think there's, um, maybe if you asked it a different way, I'd get it. But I think what you're asking is that, are there actually disagreements out there that are somewhat perceived to be rational from my perspective in fitness? So what you're asking? Yeah. I mean, among, I mean, in, in your case, especially like among like fitness luminaries, among your peers who you respect. I like that, by the way, I really like that fitness luminaries. Like it, I don't know. It seems like a levitation, you know, lights behind the person kind of feeling. Anyone else feel that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that word too. I'm, I'm glad. I, I literally came up with it on the spot because I thought you were going to like... That's money. Punch, punch me through the Zoom call for calling you an influencer. So I had to come up with something on yeah. the spot. So. I'll, I'll punch in for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, in, in almost every other endeavor I've ever been involved in, and again, philosophy and, and other things, like there are people who I like, respect, who are educated, who I disagree with on certain things. And uh, I guess, James, what I'm, I'm asking both of you guys, but, you know, James, in your case, like on the peer group of like, you know, na- name who you want to name, uh, yeah. you know, Eric Cressy and Kelly Starhead, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the rest of these folks, do you feel like there are any topics about which one can rationally disagree about either the purpose of fitness or how we yeah. should go about it or things like that? And if so, what are they? Yeah, I think there's uh, a lot. Um, and I do have a hard stop for uh, a couple of minutes ago. Um, so I am going to just mention one and maybe this could forelay into an actual full 
you know, subset part two of this that we actually bulk out different actual challenging disagreements that are rational arguments in fitness. Cause I have, I could probably think of three or four of them right away and I wouldn't name names, but it would be very clear of like a disagreement. That's okay. Let's get to the table and discuss that. Um, yeah. The one I think about right away is ironically, it's the philosophy it's philosophizing and the lack of it and where it should fit into the fitness zeitgeist. I, I strongly like have, I don't know how many, you know, indirect uh, naysayers of that concept, right? Uh, that you, we don't even see that it actually is an argument or a disagreement, but there's a lot of people that disagree with that. The, the notion of asking harder questions around the intentions of why we're doing any of this, right? So I think that's, that's one. Um, and is it rational? Yeah, it is on, on their behalf. It is because they, they come with really, you know, good points of disagreement on it. Yeah. And I respect those disagreements. I also, on the other side of it, of course, have tremendous, you know, debate answers to that disagreement, right? It's obvious. And we're super biased on that because we want to ask those hard questions, but that would be one. Yeah. Okay. And uh, maybe that'll just tease, tease it out for us to go into a part two, if you guys are up for that on, on this particular topic. Yeah. That doesn't screw up the, uh, screw up the, the method, Robbie. No, no, I, okay. I like that. So yeah, let's, uh, I like that as a little teaser. Let's, uh, let's leave it there for today. Okay, we'll super. Come back and we'll do some more uh, disagreeing. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks to you both. Um, I hope you enjoy your weekends. Uh, Brandon? Uh, yeah, you could stay on. I think he could stay on, right? That was pretty good. You have to, we score you have him to okay, give it Robbie? to me and, uh, yeah, that, that was... uh, and then, and then turn it down, <laughs> turn it down. Yeah. 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 Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That was, that was awesome. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Take care. All right. All right. Talk to you guys later.